Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. What's up, everyone? It is Brandon Elliott from Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host. Hopefully, everyone is having an amazing day. We have a special guest in the house. I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about property management. We're going to be talking about culture. We're going to be talking about how like this amazing woman is managing 600 properties right now. It just sounds crazy. But also building the culture and the systems and processes that some of us that aren't analytical or that just in the hustle mode tend to forget. And then therefore the business over time will start spiraling out of control and you're going to be capped at at a point, right? It's needed in every single business. You need systems, you need processes. Culture will, will make a happy environment that everybody is excited to produce and over deliver because they have other individuals next to them that want it just as bad as they do. So that is something that's amazing and not enough people really talk about, you know, mm-hmm. so really, really excited. So without further ado, Jeanette, how are you? What's going I'm on? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. It's a Thursday and powering through everything, just uh, making it all fit. My team is supporting me fully, uh, just getting things done so I can be here. I love it. I love it. And I appreciate you so much for jumping on. For anybody out there that doesn't know who you are, your backstory, what you're up to, do you mind just filling us in with that 30,000 foot view? Where you're Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Janet Fields, CEO of Oak Trust Properties. We are a small family owned boutique uh, property management company in Charleston, South Carolina. We manage about 600 properties. Majority of our properties are single family homes. We do have townhomes and condos that we work on, and we are looking for some portfolios and apartments to work on as well. We're also looking to move up and down the East Coast. So give us a call, Oak Trust Properties. <laughs> so uh, I got into the business a few years back. I bought my first book of business in 2014, helped my dad. We, we worked DBA together and we've gone through about three or four portfolios, acquisitions. And now we're at 600 properties, shutting off properties that we don't want along the way and really focusing on who is our ideal client, what they want, what properties they have, how they function and how we can work better to support them and help them be more profitable. Going through all that intentionally is really interesting because you start at before you know who your client is, you just think anybody's your client. You're just kind of playing hungry, hungry hippos out there, just saying, yeah, I'll do business with you. I'll do business with you. But that's pretty exhausting. So you kind of have to decide like who you work best with and you do kind of attract a certain kind of person. And I like to say no first, because if you say no first, then you're really trying to figure out if you are going to work together. If they don't have questions for you, that's a really big problem. It's like an interview or a date. Like you both should have questions on both sides. If it's a one-way conversation, that should be a red flag for either party. So just moving in a relationship direction. So I really love to get into that. I love to get into systems and processes because I know it's efficient, not because it's fun and it's my jam, but because I know that it brings efficiency and success to all sides of this game. There's, you know, multiple sides. There's definitely three you know, the resident, the client, and then me. Sure. Uh, and then the culture, the culture is huge because it's just like saying no to, you know, your client first or your resident first. You want to say no to whoever you bring on your team to support you first, because 
if they aren't sure what you're doing or why you're doing it and they're not excited to do it and they don't have any long-term visions and goals, they're probably just going to flounder about and just be there for a paycheck. So you want people who are energetic and they want to make improvements. And when they look at things, they can see the future. They can see where you're trying to go and they care about that. Not just, yeah, sure. I'll do it. It's like, yeah, what else I can do? And I see this improvement ready and I see you want to get here and here's a step that will get us there. So you want people who bring energy and excitement to the table. And that's That's what I I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. So talk to me, you went to school originally for kind of arts and other avenues, right? Yeah. Graphic design. Yeah. My parents really loved it when I went into that field. They couldn't wait to support me in that habit. Um, (laughs) So I went to school for graphic design. I quickly found that you wouldn't really make any money in that field. So, but I learned collaboration. You learn so much collaboration and you can take back all this critical feedback. Like that was my biggest takeaway from art is collaboration and critical feedback. Like I love that. I can take all the dirt and just the kicks in the teeth all day long and just move forward with it. And then I went to work for a government contractor and it was very technical. So then I got my systems and processes and how like how helpful that is and how like how you can develop just clean systems that anybody can walk into and knows exactly what they need to do and the goal and how to get there. So it's your map. So just that technical piece was really great. And then my dad, it was a small office about then there's three people and one of the ladies at the front desk left. And I decided that government contracting, I felt like I hit a little ceiling, a little plateau. It wasn't really the place that I wanted to say. So I slid over there and I was like, Hey dad, what's up? Do you mind? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I never knew one of my children would be interested. I'm the youngest of three girls. So when I said, I would love to be in like your office and do property management. He was like, Oh my God, I thought I would just have to sell this one day, you know? <laughs> he was like, This is amazing. So he cried and I cried and it was just really sweet and great. And then um he helped me acquire my first book of business in 2014. I DBA'd and we worked together under the same name. We made a lot of messes and a whole lot of mistakes doing that, it made things yeah. overly complicated. And then I just figured it out along the way and he helped me figure it out and it's been a hot mess. Acquisitions are messy. Like culture, like people think about the numbers when you talk about acquisitions, but when you think about cultures bring a huge hurdle when it comes oh, yeah. to acquisitions, because if you have people that are fast and buzzy and you have some people who are slow and don't really care, those people don't mix. So yeah. now you have two teams that don't understand each other and can't work together. And you like immediately have an issue. And it's pretty apparent when they like come into the same space. We're not really coming into the same spaces anymore because of proximity, but sure. you can see like, yeah, you can feel the the difference, you know? Yes. Really yeah. So let me, yeah. Let me okay. ask, when it comes down to like, you've had all the kicks, right? Like you've had the trouble, you've gone through it. That's how we all learn. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's how you improve the systems behind it. What makes you guys different and more qualified than some of these other companies out there? Uh, we're very intentional about our business and we treat it as a business and not a hobby. Um, Ooh, I have <laughs> I've realized that people fall into property management much like I did, but yeah. not everybody realizes you need a license, that it's a long game. Like a lot of people in real estate fall into property management because you can do both under that license. But 
salespeople are short-sighted. I mean, it's just their character. They like to get that slam dunk. They just like mm -hmm. to go up there and get the win and then they're moving on to the next thing. But operators, property managers are operators. They have the yeah. long-term vision. They keep their I's dotted and their T's crossed and everything's all buttoned up. So it's two different kinds of people and they have to work together mm. as a team. So we have BDMs who close and then we have property managers who manage and they work together. And then we also have our leasing team who runs applications and they are much like bdms where they want to like just move through something they don't want to manage the 12 month you know 14 months you know 48 64 month relationship because that is much harder to manage than just the honeymoon phase is what i call it that first yeah. hundred days it's a total honeymoon like you can make one or two mistakes and the quiet nice people won't say anything and on the third mistake it snowballs and just blows up in your face mm, i believe that yeah you know so we have a portfolio over in Ohio, right? And we live 3000 miles away. I knew I needed a property manager and I desperately tried. We tried three different ones over there in this small area. And long story short, they're all like criminals, like, ah. um, yeah, really bad, you know? So we really stayed away from a lot of that stuff. And we started developing our own systems to be able to do our own property management. But let me tell you, there's a ceiling to it. There's a cap that you really can't go too much higher. It takes time and energy. And like I said, we're very blessed and we have it systemized as much as we can, but it holds us back. Mm -hmm. So for anybody that possibly, you know, just selfishly here, you know, for myself, can you, yeah, no problem. Can you give me some help on this? Yeah. Um, maybe somebody else out there can relate and experiencing the same thing. Yeah. So I'm a member of NARPA, I'm the National Property Management Association. And that is a huge resource for people who are just getting into property management, especially beginners. They don't have a class for beginners yet for introductory, but I really believe they should. And they started talking about this last conference. So maybe it'll come up in the next six months or so. Let's go. So it is very common for people to show up with 100 or close to 200 properties and they are drowning. Like they don't have their systems and processes because yeah. they're doers. They're those quick people who like, they just grind through it and they just get it done. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> it is. So they never write down their systems or processors because they're doers. But what I tell everybody is to go get this book, Traction. Yeah. The business Bible, it'll tell you exactly how to do everything, but you have to take the time to do it. If you don't take the time to do it, you're going to be just like every other property manager, business owner gets like 100, 200 clients and can no longer function because they don't have the time or energy to sit down with somebody and record the process and say, hey, this is how you do it. So the sooner that you record every one of your processes, the faster you can multiply yourself. And that's what you're doing is you're multiplying yourself. Yeah. That's so good. And as we've hired on right people in the past for other businesses that we're running, we've noticed that's like what you're doing. You're multiplying yourself and you're getting more productive. You're buying back your time. And, and it's a it's a beautiful feeling, let me tell you. And it's so cost effective because the more yes. you learn, like your value of your time is becoming more expensive. So you can get somebody else to run applications for a good. much better rate. I love that. So talk to me when it comes down to for a consumer going around kind of finding if you know a certain property management is good for them what kind of questions should an investor be asking 
Yeah. Uh, you want to know what the heck's in their management agreement. So that's one of the first things because that's really the story of line what happens. The other key place that I like to look, just like when I'm shopping on Amazon, I go to the Google reviews. Yeah. How many do they have and what do they say? And you want to look at the residence view and you want to look at the client view. The client, theirs has a lot of weight, but the resident, you know, they have a lot of weight too. They want to, you want to respect them and treat them well. But if they're complaining about security deposits, that's a one point for you as a client. Because, you know, somebody's not just giving it all away or just not doing move out inspections and hold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not a, um, it's not a handout. It's not free. Right. There. Yeah. yeah. It's not a popularity contest right there. You know, yeah. like <laughs> it's the end of the game and we're holding your to you to the line. Yeah. The other things are we always hear communication like these simple, simple things like people just do not communicate. And that's one of the guarantees that we have is you reach out to us by email or text or voicemail, whatever, all the different avenues. And we'll respond to you that within 24 hours. And if we don't, we drop that month's management fee. Yeah. I like it. And it's in the contract. It's an agreement in that you stand behind it. Yeah. It's, it's on our website. You can go take oh. a picture of it and post blast us all over social media if you want yeah. to. Like, you know, if we don't, because we're going to do it. I had uh, my broker call a couple of weeks ago and she's like, hey, I missed an email. I got to give a management feedback. I was like, it happens. Like, this yeah. is the first time I've heard you say that all oh, year. Human. It's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. It's like it that's happened. badass though. I really love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, otherwise, what's the consequence? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And that's what sucks on the investor side is what I've always, you know, that there's a lot of sayings out there that are negative that like people hang on to by just keep on saying them. But one, uh, you know, I've always said, you know, no one's going to care about your investment more than yourself. Right. I'm sure you've heard that. Oh yeah, totally. But it's not necessarily true if you just screen out the right, you know, weave out the BS to get to the gold of somebody that does care about and really wants to over deliver. Yeah. And if you think about it, we're a team because yeah. if you're not winning, I'm not winning because I get a percentage. If you're yeah. not making money, there's no way I can make money. So I want you to make money. I want to go good. find the best comps for you. I want to make sure that your property is in good standing and I want to place the highest, the best qualified residents in yeah. there. Because if I don't, then I'm turning the property and I have a lease guarantee that I'm doing your second lease. I'm like refilling that property at no cost to you. Yeah. So, I mean, if you win, yeah. I win. Yeah, and, right. it like, just makes vacancies. sense. I can't stand to go see uh, property managers who have like 30, 60 day vacancies. It blows my mind. I was like, do you just not want to be paid? Because yeah. a lot of them don't get paid unless it's rented. And it's not magic. It doesn't just happen. Like somebody has to go post that property and work those applications and return those calls to get that done. Yeah. Now what areas, you know, is there any areas like class areas, like in the hood or something that you will just not pick up portfolios or properties? Yes. So we have a limit on our, if your property, if we don't get our percentage at, we have a minimum of, of I think it's 140 that we want monthly. So yeah. you can kind of do your math and see if that works. Also, sure. if your property is dilapidated, if we can help you reno it, we can help you get it up to standards. If our people feel unsafe going to the properties, if the vendors feel unsafe going to the properties, we're not going to manage it. Like yeah. it's not worth my people and my team to yeah. go risk their lives and safety on your property. So just don't buy there. Yeah. Just don't buy there. Yeah. Don't buy in the hood, people. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. I think when we'll you're... have a hard time finding anybody to do that, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Now, talk to me about qualifying tenants. Yeah. I've always screened very similar to like a bank when you're going to get a mortgage. 
I've always kind of kept it in that mindset. You know, if a bank won't lend to them, then why should I exactly. rent to them? Yeah. So we have credit criteria and there's a step system. So between this range and this range, it's a one point security deposit. This range and this range is 1.5 and this range, this range, it's a two time security deposit. Okay. So as you are more risky, your security deposit goes up. Yep. And then we also, we want the three times rent or the income for the rent. That's, yeah. you know, your basic. We want to check your background. So we'll do that through eviction courts locally. We'll try to get other eviction courts, which is harder in different states. We check your background to see like if there's any criminal things, but we can only do if you're convicted. If people are convicted, then we have a rubrics for that. So everything is buttoned up and clear. So we have like this whole form that says, if this, then this, if this, then that. And it just, you just walk right through it every time with every application. So it's completely standardized. Now, I love that. And you mentioned something a second ago, like the standard, like one third, like you have to make three times the amount of rent. And as much as it's standard, it's still like, you still got to say it because as simple as it may seem, sometimes the simple isn't so obvious to certain people. I have people that call me and get frustrated when they only make you know, they're at almost 50%. And I'm like, I I would just feel bad. Like, why would you, I would never want to put you in a position to have to pay, you know, half of your rent, like half your money goes towards rent. I want you to live your life, you know? Yeah. That's not a situation where you're like, you know, delivering success to somebody. Yeah. Like, you know, they're going to fail based on statistics and what you've seen. But I've I've had literally people mad at me because they wanted my property and, and it was tough to find a place. And because of that, they seem great, but they didn't qualify money-wise. So I was like, you know, I don't want to set you up for success. And then they felt better the way I worded it like that. They're like, oh yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just not doable. You don't like the cash flow is not there to support it. Yeah. And it's not good. them. Like we don't disqualify people. We disqualify applications. So yeah. the application gets denied. So that like little tweaks of language really help. I like that. The conversation yeah. flow better. Yeah. It's not you. It's your application that you yeah. filled out. Yeah. This is just your baseball card of life. I mean, you yeah. can change this. You can change yeah. your numbers. Just come That's back so in a good. couple months. Yeah. yeah. Try again next year, next season. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so when it comes down to people with, let's say, an eviction on their credit report, do you accept that at all? We do two years. You have to, it has to be past two years. And then if we have anybody who has not settled and that comes up on their credit report, say they owe to an apartment or a past landlord, uh, we call them up and we say, Hey, we can't move forward unless you settle this. So then they go for settle it. Yeah. (laughs) And then if they qualify with everything else, we move forward. Yeah. Yeah. For evictions, like one of the questions for evictions for any of them, I I don't allow just because I feel like if they did it once, who knows if they do it again. But I have taken somebody, it's another question that I put on there is if you've ever had your car repossessed. And if they have, I've worked with people that have within longer than four years, but if it's within the last four years, I normally, I treat it almost as if, because a lot of people care about their cars almost as much as their homes. Yeah. You needed to get to, well, you used to need to get to work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Not, not so much anymore. But yeah. What about that for you guys, as far as car repossessions? That's never come up. Honestly, I feel like your credit score really says like your worthiness because it says that you pay your bills on time and it says that if you owe somebody, you take care of it. So 
that's your stability. Getting into the other things, it kind of blurs it and you start focusing on things that aren't as important because the credit score already took care of. Yeah. Yeah. If you have those negative things on there, then the score isn't going to be where you want it to be. And no, so sometimes we get, yeah, sometimes we get fixated on the little things like pets or did they go to jail or whatever? Did they get arrested? And we're like, okay, well, they've been arrested, but they weren't convicted. And they have like a 750 credit. Yeah, It's not just one line of credit. They have like 12 lines of credit. Like obviously everything's going well. Sure. I like that. Yeah. And if anybody out there needs any credit repair, do it for you services, you can check out creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, if if you're looking to get educated on just credit repair and really building up massive lines of credit to leverage it in real estate, then you can check out www.creditcounselelite.com. So with that being said, when it comes down to like any pets, do you have any restrictions on that? I guess it depends on the property, right? Yeah. Some clients don't like pets and we really try to navigate that. And I'm always, always toeing that line where I'm like, okay, do we even take on clients who do not accept pets? Because when you say no to pets, you're saying no to like 70, 80% of the market. So like your pool of clients have like really closed off and that's not good business. I mean, they might be able to afford that business, but I can't afford to run all those applications to find out that every one of them has pets. You know, that's, that's very frustrating for everybody. So we do accept pets. There's people who there's all sorts of fee structures on pets. There's people who take like a larger sum up front. And then if an unauthorized pet comes in, they hit them with a fee. That's a couple times that then they have to pay the other fee too. Or there's monthly fees. There's all sorts of ways to go about it where you mm-hmm. can be compensated for the pet. Yeah, that's good. You know, we've, I've gone back and forth trying it out with certain people, you know, cause I really try to make it a relationship based. And if they have amazing dogs, amazing person, I'm like, you know, let's give them a shot. And randomly we've had it bite us in the butt a few times. Luckily, it was about like $1,500 to almost $2,000 worth of damage for like chewing on baseboards and stuff like yeah. that, that luckily the security deposit almost covered everything. But it's, you know, it's one of those things that you really got to think to yourself beforehand. Do you want to do it? And if so, make sure that you just get either enough upfront or maybe a combination of that and maybe monthly towards it just for the natural wear and tear or the size yeah. of the dog. Yeah. And depending on your law, that depends on like how you can charge as well. But um, pets is another one of those conversations that I have with clients and I talk to about the credit score. If they have the credit score that says I pay for my issues and my mistakes. So if they have that three-year-old lab that chews the hell out of all their baseboards and we send them the bill and the security deposit doesn't pay for it, cover it, we send them to collections. Most of the time that person with a good credit they're going to pay it before they even go to collections. They're going to get the bill and they're going to be mad and they're going to grumble and they're going to sign that check. But if they don't, we send them to collections. So it really comes down to credit worthiness. Are these people, people who stand by, you know, their problems and clean up their own messes? That's good. Now, do you have to take it to court in order to go to collections or just the the contract itself? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Do you have one that you uh, would recommend? I think we had a deep, PT? No, that's ADP. We have a couple collections agencies that we use. They're pretty easy. Just just debt collection agencies. And with our software, there's actually one or two, which is built in. So it's just a click of the button and just sends over all their information. So it kind of removes removes that friction of not sending people to collections. So we send people to collections. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't love it, but I don't like being stuck with their bill. And I don't like them going to the next property manager to like... You want to just be stern with like, 
follow just like you are you know coming to the plate and you want to be a woman of your word to like over deliver and do what you said in the agreement they should do the same thing and that's just what it is if everything's you know out on paper and talked about originally then there shouldn't be any surprises follow that contract yeah that's good what do you see you know with investors that is just constantly like making mistakes when it comes down to finding their property managers? I think they have trouble relinquishing control. <laughs> oh, really? Because, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. You know, I never even thought of that. That's good. Yeah, like that's, that. that's usually the biggest thing is they want to vet you and they're saying no first is which they should absolutely do. But we have this company of 600 properties. We've been doing this since like 09, officially under this name. And we, we got some experience here, right? But they want to approve the applications or they want to change the contract and they want to use their own handyman. And like, they always think their handyman are great, but usually it's based on price, not quality work, speed of work, or how they go in and talk to the resident. <laughs> and those are all things that we think about. And we have relationships already set and we have contracts with them <laughs> and timetables that they have to withstand. And since we are such a large part of handyman's income, we support a lot of them, probably like, you know, 60, 80% of their income that when they start bumping up their prices or doing poor quality work, we can just say, Hey, this isn't working out. And they snap back in line. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Like so that. a lot of times it's, they have their own way of doing things and they aren't ready to move over to a new system or it just hurts, like change hurts. It's hard. Yeah, they're scared. Yeah. Yeah. And then their own handyman, they're really attached to their own handyman because yeah. like, that's their person. It's like their personal assistant, yeah. but we really do have great people. And since we have so many properties, we usually have three to five of the same kind of handyman and they're available and we can just get them in and get them out. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, you touched on something that I naturally related to right away when you said the handyman knowing how to talk to the tenant, because I've had a horror situation that I was like, man, the guy got the job done, but Jesus, the problems Maybe he not. delivered with just not being not he's not a talker you know and it's like yeah. oh, god man yeah, why do like, you do that it's the culture thing they have to yeah. align with you if they just don't align with you they're probably not going to align with your customer they're not aligned with your client and Good. that that makes a lot of hurdles so in property management one of the things that we're doing in a lot of meetings is difficult conversations and mediation because a lot of the times that we're issues that we're solving are people problems they're not always yeah. property problems they're people problems sure. and i think that's where a lot of our value is overlooked is the problems that we're solving behind the scenes that they don't even know about <laughs> yeah i love it that's so cool so where do you see yourself going in the next few years with the business and and helping out more yeah, I'm going to be growing. I definitely want a short term. I want a vacation. I want to open up an investor shop, basically. So real estate just for investor, a real estate company just for investors. I want to do basic real estate brokerage. Way down the road, I would like to do financing and wholesaling. Oh yeah. And then the maintenance stuff. So like HVAC, plumbing, disaster restoration. There's, there's about a dozen companies on the wall. Yeah, I love it. That's so awesome. Very inspiring and very excited to see what you've built thus far and, and that you're doing it right. There's unfortunately in this industry, there's a lot of companies out there that aren't. And so it's really rewarding to find like and see amazing people like yourself that are building something that is is looking to over deliver. <laughs> I love it. Well, so you. really you you should be proud of it. And you know, so I appreciate you so much. 
how can the listeners be able to connect with you? And, and if they're in your backyard, then potentially do business with you. If they're in my backyard, they'll probably find me gardening and they can join yeah. me if they like. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so com. That's our website. You find all of our information there. We are on Facebook. We're really active on there with um, cool. pushing out content. On our website, we have a media library. We've done other podcasts. We have some of our, we have a little bit of stuff. We're dabbling in TikTok right now. Yeah. But our in LinkedIn, we're on LinkedIn as well, just as much as Facebook. So give us a call, shoot us a text, whatever you want. We answer it. We love video. If you want to do video, shoot us that. <laughs> I love that. That's so awesome. Well, I appreciate you so much for jumping on. Tremendous amount of knowledge right here. I know I got some awesome notes and excited on, you know, really improving our systems, but also finding somebody to take it over. So we got to yeah. talk more after this. But, oh, yeah. Um, one more thing. They can actually hop on our website and download a marketing plan for free. Just type in your email address and have a marketing plan. It can just walk you through exactly how we do it, how we handle it. And maybe it'll work for you. You can do it on your own, DIY it. Wow. Over delivering right now. I love it. That's awesome. I'm glad you're giving that out to the listeners. You just gave all your time and resources to us. Anything that myself or, or the listeners could do to give back to you? Just check out what we got going on. And I love feedback. If you guys have suggestions or you think anything looks weird or you would love to see something, let us know. I am always listening. I, I want to know what clients want. Yeah, that's a real leader right there. I like that. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Guys, if you want, obviously reach out to her. It, it's a tremendous amount of value and, and content and it will help you guys out and bless your business. But with that being said, if you want to get a hold of me, you can always do so at on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments, otherwise Facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you need any credit repair services done for you, you can check out creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, if you are looking to really get educated on how the banks and lenders are judging you, how to fix your own credit or friends, family, clients very quickly, a couple hours up to 10 business days. And then afterwards, being able to build up several six figures in funding from the banks at 0% interest, even up to seven figures in funding within 12 months for business credit and personal, and then leverage it into e-com stores, real estate, whatever that your goals and your heart desires, then you can check out creditcouncilelite.com. That's www.creditcouncilelite.com. And I greatly appreciate any feedback, but we'll see you guys on the next episode. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button. You'll get the newest notification every single week. And then uh, leave that five-star review. Appreciate you guys all so much. And we'll see you next week. God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. Brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.